title of the message this morning is On Hold. <laughs> have you ever, I know you all have, you ever called somebody that some company will say, a bank, uh, the list just goes on and on. And it seems to be that when you have to make those phone calls, you're a little bit intimidated by it. You're a little uptight by it because you really don't know what it's going to accomplish. And then you get put on hold. Anybody? And you know what even makes it worse for me? Then they play music I don't like. And then if you're busy... You put it on speakerphone, and then now we're listening to this stupid music. We're a little uptight, and we're trying to go ahead with what we had going in life, but they've got you on hold. Many times in our life, we feel like we're on hold when it comes to the things of the Spirit. Healing, for example. It's like, okay, God, where are you? What's going on? I'll never forget illustration that the Lord just brought up when I was standing down here a while ago talk about being on hold I was in it's been that's been 40 years ago at least I was on the Mississippi River we was in a 10-foot John boat little flat picture four of us we had about that much what do they call it freeboard on the side before water comes in and we were on the Mississippi River with a little bitty motor pulling nets up, or what they call it? Anyway, it had hooks on it with jugs going along. We got in an eddy, and just as we got in the eddy, the motor died. Okay, the picture, we, you talk about being on hold. Here we were spinning slowly in a circle with no motor, and a barge, it was nighttime, let me add to the flavor of this, and as the barge was shining his light, he would come across us, and then he would hold it on us, and well, here we were just, my father-in-law, Bill, he grabbed a gas can to dump it in this little bitty motor, it caught on fire, he freaked out and threw the can, the gasoline kept burning out in the water, and here, and then the the barge whipped over, and we was on the scene. I was freaking out. I was on hold. <laughs> there was nothing. I wasn't getting out. The barge was coming. The waves were coming. He finally got it started, and I said, Bill, take me to the shore. <laughs> but, but you'll have to walk. I said, take me. That's being on hold. But it's the same thing, listen to me, it's the same thing that there, there was nothing I could do. No different than the telephone. You're like, but it's the same thing in our spiritual walk without even knowing what's going on sometimes. You're hovering in this realm that you know you need something, but you've been so deceived that you don't even know it's because of the spirit side of things. Because that's how the enemy works. He doesn't come in. He, he, he's not going to come through the, the door in a, in a, with a pitchfork and horns. 
He's going to slowly deceive us in the place of our life that we don't even know. We're on hold. We're going through life that we know something's missing. We're going through life that we know. And we might even get to that place where we know even spiritually what in the world is going on in my life and what can I do here and what's taking place here. Well, that, that unseen spirit, we know we rest. We forget about this. We don't wrestle against people. The world brings that in, and we think that's the problem, but the problem is we wrestle against principalities and powers and rulers in the heavenly places, which is around about all of us, all the time. When you lose your temper, when you get angry, that all comes from the realm of the Spirit where he has deceived us that you should get your way. Because, see, you only get mad. You only argue when you're full of pride. Don't throw anything at me it's just the truth but that's all comes from deception that all comes from the enemy coming in because he wants us to come to the place of recognizing or not even recognizing that that what's missing and what's missing is the only thing that keeps us going these songs that we just sang are so absolute He's Emmanuel, he's God with us, he's always with us in the midst of Jeanette and then we're going to be going through where the enemy is going already Already is attacking. I could tell by your countenance, sweetheart. Already attacking. Well, what could be? Well, that's foreboding. That, that's thinking. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So we've got to stand. Yes, it's going to be okay. It's no different than the numbers that have fell off in church. Do you know in the last five years, statistically, it's the worst time in history for the church? There's, less, there's more people falling away in the last five years than ever in history. And they're not even counting the COVID year. So you, you, get, you get, you feel like, as a pastor, you feel like all the things we want to do, it's no different than we're going to be rehearsing shortly. And we are so short-handed, we can't run the lights and we can't run the audio and we can't run the video properly because we don't have. So the pastor feels like, we're on holding. But that's why this sermon come up. Because we've got to come, I've got to come to the place of recognizing God has got all of this. And he knows what's going on. But we've got to recognize we can't allow the enemy to pull us back spiritually. We've got to recognize John 10.10 10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, if it says that, then that means exactly what he's trying to do in every life here. I don't care what your age is, young people, old people. I don't care what your age is. He is, he is at war. He knows the scripture. And he knows you, that he's going to lose. But he's so deceived in his own life that he thinks he's going to win. But he's all the while trying to work on everybody in this place with everything that's going on. And I don't want to be a bummer this morning because I'm, I'm, I'm going to share the truth with you. But we've got to recognize that we don't even know sometimes spiritually we're setting on hold, spinning and not even real. Nothing we can do. We can't jump out of the boat. We've just got to ride the boat and know that he's in the boat with us and everything's going to be all right. But we've got to recognize that there's things that we've got to do. He's always on attack in that area. Proverbs 29.18 says that people perish for the lack of a vision. So what happens when you're in that realm, when you're in that holding pattern, 
in your spiritual walk, you really don't have a direction and a vision. You really, many people think they can just come into church at the last minute and sit down, and I'm not criticizing anybody that does that in here, but you're on hold. Because like Doc brought up, we're a part of the church. And everybody in the church has a part that they need. If everybody that's sitting here right now is totally involved, there's still people that aren't coming that missed this morning that it's just easier to stay in bed. I like the ones like this one right here that couldn't hardly get to her vehicle to get here but knows the answer's here. See, wait till you get to that place where you recognize, I'm out of control. I have no control. And if you think you have control, it's an illusion. We've got to recognize and come to the place that we've got to, we've got, we've got to walk We've got to walk and recognize that in our walk, he's got us. Well, how do we protect ourselves from this deception? Because that's what it is. I know that I'm born again. I know I'm going to heaven. I know these things. But yet there's times in my life when I feel lost. I feel like I can't accomplish. I feel like I can't get. But I know from my past experience that all I have to do is really get down and say, enough. And I can have my little prayers, and that's all part of it. But when you finally get to the place where you recognize, I cannot make it. I cannot do it. And you cry out to God. He always, he, um, always answers the prayer. And that's where we've got to live. We've got to know that he always answers the prayer. And that's what faith is. If I've got it, I don't need to pray for it. I don't need to believe for it. But how much do we live that we need? And we, we, we've all got health issues and situations. I don't care who you are. You've got something. You might just get a headache. But why not eliminate that headache? You may have cancer. Why not trust God that that cancer is leaving? You say, well, what if it don't? But what if it does? Because either way, you're going to get healed. Number one thing I got wrote down You've got to drink often. You all remember, you all remember when Jesus went to the well and said, hey, listen. If you drink from the water I give you, you'll never, ever be thirsty. In New Living Translation, it says, the water I give you will become a fresh bubbling spring within you, giving you eternal life. You, when you recognize or when you don't recognize that you're spiritually not... You know, if the music we just had did not... If you did not sense the Spirit of God in that and did not sense the anointing, feel the anointing in that, can I say you might be spinning in a spiritual holding pattern? Oh, yeah, you're going to heaven. But listen, 
we've got to recognize that the only way we can stay this way is we've got to do our part. We preach the grace message, and it's, I, I, I'm a grace man. You all know that. But there's still a balance to even the grace message because you have a responsibility. I have a responsibility to seek God and to recognize he is the living water. I can't just get saved and go live like I want and forget about him because that's not a Christian walk because you've got to come to the place and recognize that there's some things you have to, you've got to drink to often, you've got to recognize, you've, you've got to stay after God. You've got to stay after God. If that motor in that little boat would not have started, I guarantee you we would have been looking for paddles. To got out of the situation we were in, or we know when that wave hit us with the little freeboard we had, we probably would be sinking. And Bill, father-in-law, did not know how to swim at his age. So that was on my mind, and I knew that. We had life jackets, but like most that are out like that, guess where your life jackets are at? You're sitting on them. We would have been grabbing our life jackets to paddle and got out of that eddy so we could have got away from the boat and got away from the waves and got away from the ultimate danger that was there. The fire on top of that was burning all over it. Oh, my goodness. One of those times you never forget. And even, even, even when you're going through this and you get to the bank, I'm in an unfamiliar situation, but I was not getting back in the boat. I knew which direction to go to get to camp, but I knew it was a long way off. But you still, what do you do? You just put one foot after the other and you believe by faith you're not going to step on a water moccasin and you're not going to... But that's what our walk is every day if we don't recognize what we've got ahead. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and all of these things. Seek first. Don't wait on the paddle. Just already be in prayer. Already be in that, that place of seeking him. John 15, 5 says, abide in me and I will abide in you. It doesn't say I may. He never leaves me, never forsakes me. I stand on that scripture. He's always, even when I'm doing stuff that's maybe on the edge that I shouldn't be doing, I still know he's with me. All the while he's there. All the while he's taking, but why? Because I'm after him. I'm kind of like David. Man, David, if you ever studied David's life, he was a mess. But yet when it was all said and done, what did God say? He's a man after my heart. He's a mess, but that's why I'm sending Jesus. That's why I sent, that's, that's, that's why I sent Jesus as a man, to show you that you could operate in the same anointing as he did, just like we just did, and she's healed. You think Jesus would have went down to Linda and said, maybe you'll get healed, maybe you won't? That's not what he did. He came that we could be his vessels and do what he has done for us. That's, but but you, you, you've got to recognize when you, get in that, when you get in that holding pattern, Colossians 3, 2 says, to, to set your mind on the things above, not on the things of earth. We've got to pursue that area of our life and stay in peace so that the enemy doesn't use that to deceive us. The Bible tells us in Romans 14, 19, pursue the things which make for peace. Well, why am I bringing these up? Because I know everybody here is either on hold at time, or now maybe, or going to be, or has been. And we all slip into it. I don't care who you are. I, th I think it was this week 
forgive me for what I thought, but this is what I think I told John. Somebody, I do, I might have told Donna, I do not feel like preaching this Sunday. Well, pastor, you're the pastor. I'm a person just like you are. I'm just called to this position. I love my position. I love my place. But sometimes I don't like it. Oh, I'm going to go to another church. That pastor, he's flaky. I guarantee you, wherever you go, they're flaky. We're people. But when I said it, it brought this up. Oh, really? I mean, that's what the Holy Spirit said. Oh, really? I got the answer. It's amazing. And then you just sit down and you just write down a few things and then you fill in the blanks. And then I'm filling in the blanks now. Because I'm telling you, we've got to recognize he's got us. Hmm. Don't try to get your relief from the ungodly. It's amazing how we do that. We all get in this spirit that's not the right spirit. And then we tend to congregate with like murmurers. And then we're expected to get the answer from a murmurer. Or let's just say, let's just, let's just give an example. You're having trouble with your finances. Are you going to go to somebody that is broke? You start hanging out with those that's got a positive attitude. You start hanging out with those that smile. You stay away from those that murmur and gossip because they're only going to draw you farther and farther away because it's all deception. Every bit of it's deception. Psalms 1.1 says, don't ask. No, Psalms 1.1 says, don't take advice from the ungodly. It's just what it says. Well, that might be a wise thing. I'm just broke. I don't have a dime. Me either. I don't have a dime either. What are we going to do? Well, let's go talk to somebody else. Don't have a dime. I'd rather go talk to somebody that's an entrepreneur and learn how to do it. And maybe you went bankrupt once, but learned how to get out of it. Now they're millionaires. And not that money's the answer, but it takes money. But it's all the same in our, in our, in our, our walk with the Lord. Stay stirred up by the living water. Stay stirred up by the living water. That same scripture I read a while ago, John 10, 10, at the end of it, it says, that I come to give you life and more abundantly. Anything that the enemy, listen to me, and you'll see this in your life, anything that the enemy has stole from you and you go to God and ask for a replacement to fix that, because he's going to, I promise you, it's going to be better, as good as this might have been. I've seen it in life after life after life of things went on in people's lives, things that have happened, the enemy has stole. Why are you bringing this up? Because this is what it takes to stay out of that lost in the spirit realm without even knowing it. So many people that are hungry for God and don't even know that they're hungry for God eat too much. Because they think they can fill that void with eating. You say, why'd you bring that up? Because it's just part of what happens. So if you're eating too much, 
Maybe you're spiritually on hold and don't even know you're on hold. And I'm trying to help you get out of that by doing some of these things that's here. Jude 20 tells us to build yourself up praying in the Holy Spirit, plain as can be. Well, what's it mean praying in the Holy Spirit? We believe in this church that you pray in tongues or you pray in the Spirit. You don't have to, you don't have to do it out loud, but when you don't know how to pray, that's what you do. You pray in the Spirit. It builds you up. There's other scriptures that talk about that in there. It builds you up when you pray in the Holy Ghost, and you just stay in the Holy Ghost, and it, it just it does something supernatural. Ephesians 6.18 tells you the same thing. In New Living Translation, it says, pray in the Spirit all the time. All the time. Whenever, all the time. Under your breath, you just pray in the Holy Spirit and it builds you up to the place of you, you, you're stronger and you, you're more sensitive and you're more discerning and you know what to do and you know what to take place. 2 Timothy 1.6 says, stir up the gift inside of you. Well, what's inside of me? The Holy Spirit lives inside of me. So my job is to stir that spirit up to help me to charge. I've got a car that runs strictly off of batteries. If I don't plug it in every night, or at least every time I see it's getting low on percentage, if I don't plug it in, it's not going to drive. You can, you can get in it and take off. If you don't have enough battery to get across town, it will not make it, and you, cannot, you, you can't even push it. Because if you drain the battery completely, you can't even unlock the gears that pull it. And you get on hold. And the only way, I have to run a big, long extension card. <laughs> Hope that I stop by somebody's house that I can plug in. And then I have to wait. See, this process I'm talking about is not something that's instantly. You have to n know that it's coming. By faith, I'm coming out of this. But I'm never, I, I just feel so, I just feel so, so down, I just, I just can't get going. I just don't feel happy at church. I just don't like to go to church. My mother ripped on me one time, I'll never forget. They were in a dead church. To me, it was dead. And I went to another church, and it was full like this, just full of life. And I told her one time, I said, Mom, you need to get out of that church and get where there's life. And she leaned over like this, and she, said, she called me Ronnie Man when she was serious. Ronnie Man? You can get something from God any place you go. And if you're here and unhappy, it's not God's fault. You may be dead in the water. Come on. It, it, you say, well, why are you bringing this up Christmas time and to be happy? Because this is when he attacks. Right now when everybody's so busy. I told Donna last night, I said, Donna, Settle down. She, she, I got. I got. I. I. I've got. To, I've got to get this, and I've got to do that, and I, and I don't have time. I don't, where am I going to shop? I said, Don. <laughs> it, it'll be all right. Let's watch Hallmark. <laughs> cool. Everybody likes Hallmark because you know how it's going to end. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to have the fight right before the repair. Come on. So what do we do? We stay active. We know he's the answer. 
We keep dreaming. Praise team, come on up. We keep dreaming. We keep recognizing. We we gotta we we just keep we've gotta we've gotta just keep going forth. We stay after God. Oh my goodness, don't ever don't ever quit on God. Get that get that relationship. Get that word in you. Read the Bible. This is the only truth you've got. Pursue peace. Why do I say that? Because you've got to stay in peace for this, for this to, to stay in your life. Come to the place where, can I say it this way? Don't drink contaminated water. Don't get around. Don't get, we, we have to witness to people that are contaminated, but don't just run with them. Because they will influence your life and they will keep you on that pattern that you didn't even know you was in. And you'll just be there. And pretty soon that'll, be, that'll become so normal. If we'd done nothing in that boat but just sat there, we just would have sat there and sat there till finally that wave would have hit us, that water would have caught us, and we'd all been. So it happens in our life. We allow the enemy, the contaminated water, to pull us down and, and put us on hold. Come to that place to, to stir up that what's in you. Allow the, allow the Holy Spirit within you to, to, to energize you and keep you going. And know that when times are tough. And listen, I don't care what the times are. Like what you're walking through. Like what you're walking through. God will. It's not a Maybe. And see if we can stand on that, if you can recognize whatever we're going through, he will pull you out the other side if we just trust in him. He's a good God. Let's close.
busyness of the schedule we thank you for all of it because in the midst of it all you're with us and we thank you for it father in jesus name amen call you blessed you are dismissed